Hey everybody, it's Pastor Tom, and we're here again today with another episode of Truth Talks, and we're very excited today to have with us Ricky and Monica Sotolongo, and we are continuing our discussion on abiding in the Father. But before we start that up again, we're going to pray. So Tammy, would you pray? Father, we thank you for today, and we thank you that as we sit here and as we talk about you and talk about your love, that it just grows in our hearts even more and and stronger and that it becomes even larger than us and that we're just enveloped in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. I Last week's episode was so awesome. And I, I, I mean, Ricky was like a train that wasn't, it was... It was not going to stop at the station. I'm telling you, it was just rolling on and it was so good. And I hope you got a lot out of that last week because this is an important topic. You know, one of the things that I didn't say at the end of last week's uh, episode was that I meet with a lot of people in the jail each week and I have for you know a lot of years. And one of the things that I've heard occasionally over the years from different people is that how could God love me because of all the bad I've done? And, and, you know, Ricky, you mentioned, uh, this one little girl that, you know, said I'm bad, you know, how many kids, how many adults have been told I'm bad, you're bad, you're a bad person. And I know, you know, we never said that to our kids. We never said, you are bad. We would say, that was bad, what you did. Don't do that again. But we never wanted to transfer that onto our kids, that they were bad, because we did not believe that. We've, you're good, and you're going to do great and good things in your life. And I think some people, they've been told so much you're just bad. You're worthless. You're nothing. And that's, that's horrible. It's horrible. We've, we've been in a, a pizza place once and the people sitting at the table next to us were just ripping this kid. It was, they were being, they went beyond where they should have. And I, they were humiliating him. And I, oh dear God, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be Tom, you know, and I got up and I went over there. I can't remember what I said to him, you know, but I, I, I just reassured that kid. And his parents were sitting right there. They probably thought, get out of here, leave us alone. This isn't your kid. But I wanted somebody to say to him something positive, And I did. And I think that's important. I probably could have gotten my face punched or something, but I, I just couldn't stand it anymore. I'm like, this is horrible what you're doing to this child. I understand he probably did something that aggravated you or whatever. Every kid does at some point in time, but maybe there's a better way to handle it. So anyway, I want what, what do you got for us today, Monica? I know you're just ready to share some word with us. Ooh, I'm so ready. I'm the second part of the freight train. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah, so I wanted to share with you guys today about what it looks like, uh, abiding in the father. And for me, a huge part of that is communicating with him and making that a lifestyle. Again, we talked about that last week is what does it look like for that to be a lifestyle of abiding in the father? Well, a big part of that is communication, right? And so I wanted to read to you guys out of John 10 
verses three through five. So this is the scripture. I asked the Lord, what scripture would you want to use? Because there's so many that talk about communication, but he highlighted this one. So it says the gatekeeper opens it for him and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. And so I think uh, just growing up in church, in a Christian school, I always knew that I could commune with the Father, right? That that was part of abiding in the Father's love is to commune with him, to communicate with him. But it really wasn't until um, we adopted our three children with special needs, two of which are actually nonverbal. So for a girl who loves words and words of affirmation, the Lord said, you're going to adopt two kiddos who can't even speak your name. They can't call you mama. And on top of that, they can't speak at all. And so you're going to have to know what they need at 10 and 11 years old after over a decade of that time in a mental institution in one of the hardest places in the world. And you're going to have to know what they need and they're not going to be able to communicate to you. And I remember telling the Lord, I said, Lord, if they could, I mean, if I could just hear one encouraging word, I didn't know how much I loved my name, mom until I had children who couldn't say it. And so it just began this real process with me of going, okay, Lord, they can't, they can't even say thank you, you know? And it it really, (laughs) what it did was it began to bring to the surface, um, some of those selfish desires. (laughs) And again, we take them for granted because we've always had them. Right. But then there's that, can I, can I love you without ever receiving anything in return? And what it started to do is, is create this utter dependency on Holy Spirit And what he began to teach me in that process, actually, one of the things we didn't mention about our ministry is that we teach online courses. One of them is called Parenting with Holy Spirit. And that actually came from this season of learning to communicate with Holy Spirit because I would pray and cry out and say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And so all of a sudden, this lifestyle of communing with the Lord was tested. So it's like, well, I know how to communicate with you about you know, what to do in this crisis situation or, but I don't know how to do that every day. And I have to parent every day. And what I would find is that Holy Spirit would come and he would meet me there and he'd be like, you don't know what to do, but I do. I was there when your kids were born. I was there when they were put in the orphanage. I was there when they were put in a mental institution. I was there when they were sick, even when you weren't. And so what Holy Spirit began to teach me is, I want to parent alongside you. Will you allow me to? And what did that look like for my family? It literally looked like me learning and practicing daily what it was to put my ear to the Lord, to listen, to be expectant of his voice in a way that I had never before understood that was available to us as believers Again, you kind of, sometimes we put those things in a box, right? We think, okay, we can pray at night or we can have our devotionals in the morning. And through this process, it's not that those things are wrong, but through this process, especially with eight kids and some of which are wholly dependent on me, it had to become a lifestyle. It was not negotiable anymore. Either he talked with me throughout the whole day and told me what to do when I didn't know what to do. Or I was going to fail miserably <laughs> at this job that he'd given me. You so. know what I think is interesting about as you're talking <clears throat> that anybody with children needs to understand how to parent with 
the leading of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it as parents. We can't do it properly without it. I think that's why a lot of parents get frustrated and discouraged. And what do I do? What do I do? You know, it's that kind of a thing. Yeah, so there, there's there's two specific stories that come to mind that I think really capture what my wife was talking about. But something I want to mention first, um, I know we're, we're we're talking a lot about parenting, which if you know if that's the way the Holy Spirit is leading, like you know, that's cool. But talking about abiding in the Father, you know, this isn't just about parenting. This is this is lifestyle, um, and so it's it's important, like. Uh, uh, there, there are people, there's Christian camps out there that if you mention like, oh yeah, God spoke this to me, they'll look at you like, uh, God doesn't speak today. He has spoken through his, oops, through the phone. No, he has spoken through the word and this is the word of God, but he's still speaking. Like we mentioned the Holy Spirit, parenting with Holy Spirit. Jesus literally told his disciples after resurrecting, after meeting with them for 40 days, that's pretty baller. I mean, that's pretty cool to me. You were walking with Jesus, son of man. Now you're walking with the dude that's walking through the walls, full glory. And that's pretty cool. And Jesus is like, it's actually better that I leave because then I could send another the Holy Spirit. He called him the spirit of truth that guides you into all truth. He's our helper. He's our comfort. He's so many things. Holy Spirit, Christ in me, Holy Spirit, the kingdom in me. Don't look over there, over there. The kingdom is in you. He's there, and I get to walk with him. And so, like we were talking about last week about, and how you opened up about your bad, well, what does God say? And so one of the stories that I want to mention, um, we had one of the, the kids from Refugee Foster Care. She was really struggling. She actually opened up to my wife about she, I don't know exactly what the deal was, but ever since she was little, she would see this little thing, and it was she described it as an animal, and for her, it was very real. Again, I don't know if it was, I don't know what it was, I don't care, but um, she's in our house now. She's just telling my wife, and it follows her, and it tells her to do bad things, and I remember when my wife told me when I got home from work, or I think when I got home from work, and I was like, well, that's not cool, it's not flying, so I took her aside, and I started talking to her, and I'm just asking her questions. She's a kid. She's 12. You know, she's still got imagination. I want to know what she's talking about. So she's telling me ever since then, and it followed her from Honduras, and it tells her that she's bad and it does bad things. And hopefully y'all understand, God speaks to us, so does the kingdom of darkness. Hey, you're this, hey, you're that, hey, you're this, hey, you're that. It, it's the same. My sheep hear my voice of strangers, they don't follow. Mm -hmm. So she's telling me about it, and I, and I just to share this, because I always love this, I ask her, do you hear it now? She's like, yeah. Where is it? It's outside. And I'm like, you mean out front? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, has it ever been in the house? She goes, no. And I said, why? She goes, oh, it doesn't want to come in here. And I remember secretly in the back of my head, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go and open the window, or open my front door and go, hey, what's up? You don't, you don't want to come in here? You're too afraid? But I, I walked her through that and I prayed over her and I walked her through that. I said, listen, God is bigger and he's in you. And I told her, let's go outside. And she got scared. She's sincere. She's like, I can't go. I'm, like, I'm with you. Let's go. I'm with you. I took her outside. I'm like, where is it? And she's literally looking like, like this. She goes, it's over there. And I'm like, I want you to say, I don't remember what I said, but I, I just told her, just, I want you to say, look, God, you're in me. You're greater is you. I'm not afraid. You are bigger God. And we're going to tell this thing. You, I don't listen to you anymore. You leave. And then I said, now what? And she's literally going like this. Where is it? And she goes, it's over there now. Let's go. And she's like, no. And I'm like, yeah. And we did that for like, I don't know, two minutes. And finally she goes, 
it's gone. It's gone. And that was really cool because teaching her, right? Like, what, what is truth? What is he saying? I need to commune with what he is saying. And Holy Spirit, help me. And so when we were, when we were done with that, I sat with her, and I was just holding her, and I was telling her, you're going to be fine. God loves you. He's in you. And I asked her, this is something my wife does a whole lot, but I asked her, she loves to tell, ask people, what is God saying now, right now? And I said, what is God saying to you right now? What do you think God is saying? And she's like, he's saying that he's with me. He's never going to leave me. See, how do I know God spoke? How do I know that she was hearing the Lord? It aligns with this. Mm -hmm. This is the, the plumb line. This is the, right. the guideline. But he still speaks. You can ask him, God, should I do truth talks with Pastor Tom? Mm -hmm. Should I do this or that? And um, yeah, and that's what the Lord really developed a lot in my wife. And I wanted you to tell mm -hmm. the story about Caleb from, from Peru, how, how so the Holy Spirit can help us. Before you yeah, do yeah. that, I, <clears throat> I want to say God's voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit, always, like you said, aligns with the word. If it's not, I, I said this recently at, at, on a Sunday morning, if you're hearing something that does not line up with God's word and his character, which is shown in his word, it's not God, period. It's not God. And you have to discern that by the Holy Spirit and the voice of the Holy Spirit who comes out through his word. Go ahead. Yeah. That's correct. And you do that because you're in scripture and you're reading mm -hmm. it. And so, you know, you know it. Um, my husband's sharing the story or wanted me to share the story about uh, the first time we were ever in Peru. So we went to go visit um, an orphanage or it was just beginning to start as an orphanage. They had foster children that literally had just been taken from their, their mom about three days before we got there. So it was very fresh and they were young, eight, five and three. I think. Um, and so here comes our gigantic family, <laughs> like a school bus into this, you know, little tiny building. And, uh, the woman who was leading the home had shared with me, she goes, the three-year-old's really struggling. He misses mama and he's not eating. I mean, imagine for a three-year-old, he's not eating, he's not playing, he's not talking. Um, she's really, really concerned about him, but wondering what can I do? Like he genuinely misses his mom. You know, this is a real response to that. And uh, one day he had strolled in. Can I, can I cut you? He was sure. also not sleeping, and they even took him to the doctor. And the doctor was like, "Oh, he's got this and this. Just give him this." Like there was something sincerely wrong. He wasn't talking. He wasn't sleeping. And they even got doctor intervention. He wasn't eating because he was vomiting, and he couldn't communicate what he was going through. Like it was a big problem. Yeah. And so uh, one day he actually walked into the room where we were staying, and he lay down on the bunk beds. And he was waiting to play with my then three-year-old at the time, and Danny wasn't anywhere around. And so he fell asleep on the bunk bed, this little boy, Caleb, uh, waiting for Danny to come and play. And when he fell asleep, I just, mama roared up in me, and I literally just walked over, and I laid my hand on him, and I said, Holy Spirit, I'm not his mom. I said, but I am a mama. And so how can I pray for this little boy? And I just waited and I listened. And, you know, part of learning to commune with God is sometimes you just got to practice. You got to take the risks on his voice, right? Because we're all learning what he sounds like. It's going to match, but we need to give ourselves grace as we practice. And so I literally sat with my hand on this little boy and I said, how do I pray? And immediately I heard the spirit of abandonment. 
And I said, okay, Holy Spirit. I said, so as, as a mama, I pray right now over this little boy that the spirit of abandonment would break off of his life in Jesus name. And then I was quiet again. And I said, okay, Holy Spirit, is there anything else? And I felt him speak to something else. And I prayed over that. And then I just felt the peace of the Lord, like we're done here. So I blessed him as a mama. I went back to my bunk. He never woke up, never moved from that bed. It was probably about an hour later that he woke up and his first response was to get out of the bunk bed and go find the cars. And he sat on the floor and he started to play with cars, which we hadn't seen him do yet. He started to eat. He started to, to play, to talk. It's as if he went back to becoming a three-year-old little boy. And it doesn't negate the fact that he wasn't sad, but there was genuinely a demonic that came against him and said, I'm going to lay this on you like a weighted blanket on top of everything else you're already feeling. And because I was able to listen and communicate with Holy Spirit and partner with what God was doing over Caleb, we were able to see that broken and changed. And so it just encourages me. I feel like for some people that are out there and wondering, okay, I know that I can hear the Lord for myself, but can I hear the Lord for another person? We There are so many people around us on the daily that need to know what God is saying to them and they don't know how to do that. And so it's sometimes it's just stepping out in, in, you're not even sure what you're doing and you're kind of afraid, but you have courage in the moment and you say, God, if you can use anybody, use me. That's an amazing testimony uh, of that little boy. And he came around fully. And um, how long was he in that orphanage? Do you know? He had just been recently taken from his mom about five days before, and he stayed in that setting, I want to say, for another three or four months before mm-hmm. he was reunited with mom. Wow. Mom mm-hmm. was in prison yeah. for a time. So before we, before we finish out this episode, is there anything else we need to say about communicating uh, with the Holy Spirit? Anything? I would just say give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. He <clears throat> wants relationship. Mm-hmm. The, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially I feel like the Western culture has preached this message that God, Jesus died so that you can go to heaven. No, he died to get heaven into you. Jesus himself in John 17 says, this is eternal life, that you know him. Study here so you know what he sounds like, so you know what his, like you said, I love the character of God. Hearing uh, faith, our faith comes from hearing, hearing comes from the word, but then commune with him. I I would just encourage you to give it a shot and give yourself grace. Well, I prayed and I didn't hear anything. That's okay. Don't put pressure. You are growing. We're all growing up into him and all things, but there is life there. And there's so many times that when you need it, you hear it and it it brings life to you when you're like, oh, he he spoke to me. And and you have to. Listen, you have to sit there and say, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to listen to what you have to say. So I'm not sure what's going on with my voice today, but it's been very aggravating. Do you want to close us out in prayer? I'd love to. All right. And then I'll give my little speech after that. Go ahead. I'd love to. Okay, Dad, we love you. We love you very much. Lord, 
right now, I want to pray very specifically. I, I believe that there are people that are going to be watching that long to know that they can hear your voice. And we just read in John 10 that your sheep hear your voice. It's not a question of whether we hear your voice. We do hear your voice. We're just learning to distinguish it, Father, amidst all the other voices that are around us. And so, Father, right now, I just ask that you would impart a grace onto us to be able to distinguish the voice of your spirit versus every other voice, that you would give us courage when we feel like it's the voice of your spirit, maybe leading us to, to love that person or send a text or a phone call or, or with our children, whatever that looks like, that you would give us courage to actually step out on your voice as we hear it, Father, and that we would we would get that um, that confirmation that we did in fact hear you and it would make us more bold to continue to do it over and over again because communing with you is communicating with you and it is a lifestyle that you long to give each one of us as your children. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that they are going to begin to hear your voice in this day and age. What we need most is to hear your voice and then to follow and obey. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, <clears throat> uh, if you haven't subscribed to our channel, please do. Press the notification bell so that you hear or see about all the videos that are coming out. And if you're, if you're looking for a church, we invite you to come out to Cornerstone and see what it's like. We think this is a great place. There's good people here, and we've got some good things going on, and you can be part of that if you're looking for a family. God bless you, and have a great week. Thank you.